Marsha Johnson was celebrating her 25th birthday at Stonewall Inn, one of the few clubs in New York City where persons of the same gender could dance together back in 1969. Marsha was an African-American trans woman, a heroine of the Stonewall riots, who, in response to a violent police raid in the early morning hours of June 28th, smashed a police car window. Others joined her in solidarity, which gave birth to the modern gay liberation movement and civil rights for LGBTQ persons. This is why June, in many places, is Gay Pride Month. This year, I wasn't able to attend Gay Pride because of COVID, and this year would have been my 30th year. My first Gay Pride parade was in 1990, just as I graduated high school, and maybe because I was in San Francisco that year and not in New York, that while I had certainly heard of Stonewall riots, I had never heard of Marsha Johnson. In fact, as iconic as Stonewall was to the queer liberation struggle that blossomed in the 70s and 80s, and despite that it being started by a group of trans women engaging in riot protests, Stonewall became a symbol of a largely white male movement that relegated people of color and trans folk and women to its margins. Two years later, in 1992, I finally did hear the name Marsha Johnson. That was the year she was found dead in the Hudson River. Back then, as today, transgender persons of color are at highest risk of hate crimes and violence, just trying to navigate spaces in their daily lives. Here, a gender non-conforming African-American led a riot against police violence, which sparks a liberation movement and who dedicated her life to supporting trans youth and fighting for queer justice, a baptized child of God found floating in the water of the river. As Philip was on his way to Gaza, he saw an African eunuch reading the prophet Isaiah. The eunuch was returning home from worshiping, or at least trying to worship, in the temple in Jerusalem. The eunuch would not have been allowed in the temple because religious law decreed that trans and intersex and other gender non-conforming persons were not accepted into the temple. The religious institution, once again, marginalizing the faithful and rejecting their gifts and worship. But Philip, Philip, rather than rejecting the African eunuch, Philip transgresses the socially constructed norms of othering. So on the one hand, we have a non-binary gender elite treasury official of a wealthy African queen. And on the other side, we have a working class Jewish follower of a political dissident 
named Jesus, who had just been executed by the Roman Empire. And there, through the power of the Spirit, Philip proclaims to the eunuch the gospel of inclusion and justice. And the eunuch invites Philip into the chariot. And they join together in solidarity with one another and together go down into the mysterious and powerful baptismal water. Many years ago when I was in seminary, I had a seminary professor who on rainy days was often found outside on the plaza with his eyes closed and his face up to the sky, getting drenched, yelling, remember your baptism, remember your baptism. Now perhaps you've heard that phrase before too, remember your baptism. And indeed, it's an important part of our baptism liturgy when we're baptizing here in the sanctuary. Because when we make baptismal vows with our children, proclaiming that they are God's beloved, and while we're vowing to commit to share our faith and to model our spiritual journeys with them, we are at the same time being reminded of our own baptism, our own belovedness. Now, to be honest with you, I, I really don't remember my baptism at six months old. But, but I am reminded that every time we bless the water in this font and we baptize a child, I am reminded that I too am God's beloved. No matter what, when institutions tell me that I'm unworthy or my tradition says that I'm not good enough or my community says that I don't belong, the waters of baptism proclaim otherwise. I am worthy. I am good enough. And I belong. I might suggest that the water of our baptism is not only a sacrament of belonging. It, it is, but I'm also suggesting that the sacrament of baptism is like a, like a commissioning to ministry, a, a little c commissioning, not a capital C. Each of us in our baptism have been gifted and graced with a call on our life a vocation to ministry. God has claimed us and is calling us to proclaim a gospel of inclusion and justice wherever we are, just as we are. We're being called to join in solidarity with others, especially those who have been systematically marginalized or who are rioting against injustice to claim the belovedness and the sacred worth of our brothers, our sisters, our siblings. In your baptism, you have been claimed as God's beloved. And you've been commissioned, you've been sent into the world in ministry. You've been chosen by God to carry out a special mission in this world, to help build the realm of God on earth. 
And you've been claimed by God in your baptism. And you are no longer claimed by the world. The great spiritual teacher Henry Nouwen wrote that through baptism we say no to the world. We declare that we no longer want to remain children of the world. We want to become children of God. He says, we don't want to escape the world, but we want to live in it without belonging to it. To live in the world without belonging to it. We have a choice. We can choose to follow the values of our dominant culture. Fierce individualism, greed, self-interest, violence. Or we can choose to follow a different path, a path of compassion and inclusion and justice. As our country engages in the civil rights movement, that is surpassing the size of that we had in the 1960s. I recall Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's description of protesters, protesters fighting for racial justice decades ago as they faced Bull Connor's fire hoses. King says, we went before those fire hoses and oh, we had known water. If we were a Baptist or some other denomination, we had been immersed. And if we were Methodist or some other, we had been sprinkled. But we knew water. Here, obviously, King is juxtaposing the water of the fire hoses being sprayed by police on protesters and the water of baptism of those protesters because the demonstrators knew the water of their baptism, that the violence of those water hoses could not stop them. They fought water with water. They were commissioned ministers serving in God's kingdom to transform the world and to go against the flow. Where is your baptism calling you to go against the flow today? Where is your baptism calling you to fight water with water? To join with others in solidarity, proclaiming the gospel of inclusion and justice. Let me end with a story. When I was growing up, we had a swimming pool in our backyard. And during the summers, I I basically lived in that pool. And my mother, concerned about me getting skin cancer, she always made me come inside from like 12 to 2 p.m., right when the sun was directly overhead. And she'd call outside, and I would dutifully get out of the pool. And my mother would always remind me, now, make sure you dry off before you come into the house. And inevitably, I would say, yes, mom. Yes, mom, I dried off. And, of course, my bathing suit felt dry against my skin. 
But, of course, when I plopped myself right down on the couch, much to my mother's chagrin, I left a big, wet blob on the couch. The ministry of baptized Christians is kind of like the wet bathing suit syndrome. Because the waters of our baptism never quite seem to dry up. Wherever we go, we leave behind the marks of our baptism. We aggravate the world and transform it by leaving wet spots of inclusion and justice making everywhere we go. We're unable to contain the watermark of our baptism in the day-to-day lives that we lead. And this got me thinking. Since all of us are washing our hands so much these days, I, I have a, a little invitation for you. It's maybe a new spiritual practice that you might try. So, as you wash your hands, rigorously for 20 seconds, of course, and as you're washing your hands, I encourage you to remember the water of baptism. Remember Marsha Johnson, her baptism, and the water of the Hudson River. Remember the African eunuch and Philip rising out of the water in solidarity together, rejoicing to God. Remember those protesters fighting water with the water of their baptism. And, and most importantly, remember your own baptism. Remember, my friends, that you are a beloved child of God. You've been commissioned to join in solidarity with others to change this world. And may it pour out from you everywhere you go. Amen.